my goodness, Kit. Am I tired? <coughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I guess we're both sick, right? A little bit. Yeah, I've been um in a almost what you coma? call it, a hiatus. Yeah, I wish I were in a coma. It would give me an excuse. But no, I I got it. I'm gonna have to make up all this work that I missed. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's it's been a rough two weeks. I just yesterday I realized all of a sudden I went to to the um I got a fidget cube by the way mm-hmm. I got it. it's in my bag and I got nice. one of those spinners and I went to the the what do we call it the BSC the student center here yeah. on campus and and went over to check out uh getting my packages because that's where our mail room is because I still live on campus unfortunately and I I grabbed it and I went over and I saw one of my friends and I sat down with her and then I saw her working on this thing where she was transcribing this thing and it looked familiar and I looked at it then I remembered that's my uh. That's my conducting homework right there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I, uh, I'm i like, crap, that's due tomorrow, isn't it? She says, yes. So I start working on it. It takes hours. Oh. oh, my God. And it just... What we have to do to explain it is is we had uh, a four-part melody written down, and we had to change the clefs to treble clefs on all of them, and they were all mm-hmm. in alto, tenor, and soprano. And so we... we we had to we had to do that and we had to make it perfect. We had to measure all the lines and I had to use rulers and, and it was just hell. Every time I messed up, my body instinctually did the control Z movement. You know? Oh, like my yeah. fingers did. Yeah. And there were there were so many times while I was writing where I wanted to do things that were instinctual on a computer, but I couldn't do while I was writing it. Right. Just goes to show, you know, there's a I just had this philosophical epiphany while doing this and I realized that there's no control Z on life. That's so real. You got to be really careful yeah. with all of your life decisions. Yeah. And that, yeah, you're, you're so right about that. It's sad, you know. Some, it's so funny. We're talking about being sick. You know, I was, the whole time I was just hoping, you know, I wish I could just, just erase this part of time and just be sick and, and get better without any time passing by. Like, I wish there was a command for that, you know? Like, it yeah. just, sometimes it just feels so unfair. You know, a way to pause life, like you would pause a game. Yeah, it's like if I weren't ill, I'd totally be advancing in my life. But now I can't, and it's just like, what do you do? There is nothing to do. Uh, make up for it later. So we've um, got great music for you. Not necessarily great questions, but great music for yeah. you. If you go check out the playlist, Kit, tell us, tell yeah. us what happened today. Um, a year ago today, um, we lost a legendary, iconic artist, Prince, um, one of my biggest idols, as everyone can tell. And I've devised a playlist of some of his, what you call deep cuts, you know, songs that weren't the usual huge hits, but I, but that I think are very significant in the music world. And um, our questions here, we're going to deviate a bit from the formula today. We're going to have basically a different question for each segment. And um, going to be made up on the spot based yeah. on things that we uh, we find we find interesting. This is going to be more of a uh, just off the cuff conversation between between Kit and I here. Yeah. And I, I hope you guys really enjoy the music we put together. here. I think on our first little block here, we've got um, Do It All Night from the album Dirty Mind um, from 1980. And so I think one of the songs has a great bass line um, after that. 
Tambourine. We've got tambourine. Ah, that's that one's great for uh, if you're a percussionist, you'll you'll love that one. And it's um, that's one of those maniacal, you know, did all the vo- did all the instruments, did all the voices on his own, and it's like, it's just crazy how someone can come up with such in- intricate arrangements all on their own and perform it all themselves. And um, after that, we've got the beautiful ones, which is a bit more famous. Um, it's the first slow ballad on Purple Rain, and I love it for its high tech. I'd, I'd call it, you can't tell whether it's dystopian or utopian, but it sounds like some type of computer age love song. So yeah, hope you guys have a groovy time. Hello friends and welcome question of the week. The first question that we're going to tackle during this first segment involves a little bit of us being sick too, because you know, one of the things that I hate most about being sick it is... The, the nasally sound yeah. you come, yeah. Yeah, I just, I can't even, my sinuses are so clogged up right now that I just, I can't talk. I feel that, for yeah. Real. Um, so this is, this is a difficult show, but one of the things that we hate any day of the week not just when we're sick, is our voices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we all do. Um, I was rated last night by some friends during a roasting section about a six and a half on the annoying scale. Uh, I think it might be a little higher. Um, but we got some exercises here. So do not fret, my friends, because there there are ways that you can actually... Fix your voice. I've been waiting for this. 20 minutes of practice a day. Uh, I know, I know, I know. 20 minutes. I can only pretend to be a baritone for so long. Yeah. 20 20 minutes is a lot of time spent uh, doing this. And I I know what you're thinking. It's, I don't have 20 minutes every day, but uh, let me promise you, (laughs) you do have 20 minutes a day. Uh, Just, you know, instead of getting 20 minutes of sleep every night, get no sleep and just do this instead. I never would have thought. So <laughs> that's that's where you'll find your extra 20 minutes. So the first thing we can do, um, start start recording yourself more and hearing yourself, and then you'll start to hear the improvements over time. But uh, this, okay. is, this is what's going to suck. I've been you doing to, that. <laughs> yeah, you need to get comfortable with, uh, with how you actually sound. So start recording yourself. Um, now start talking about, about the fun things, right? So... Uh, after you record yourself, after you get used to it, you can also start to, um, analyze it to figure out what parts of it you don't like. That's always helpful. The exercises you can do is one, start by learning how to talk with a relaxed tongue. So I, so Kit, let's do this. Uh, stick out your tongue and pant like a dog for a little bit. Just kind of (laughs) like let it flop out. Yeah. And then, uh, and then draw it back slowly and let it just rest in the base of your mouth. All right. And then we're going to say the word hello and just start with the huh, 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 but keep huh. your tongue down. Huh. 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 And then hello. And when you do the low, make sure that it, it's not too far up, but just a little bit towards the front of your, your hard palate right All behind right. your teeth. Hello. 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 And when you do the O, make sure that your, your tongue rests. It's, there's hello. no tension. Hello. 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 
Unload. <laughs> so just <laughs> get in the habit of getting your tongue to be relaxed during all vowels. All right. So start. You can start with hello. You can even start to do do other stuff. You know, um, funny anecdote. As a kid, um, I had the, the hardest time keeping my tongue in place. Or maybe it was an ADHD thing. I was always like, but I mean, I used to have um, what do you call it? Yeah, I'm I used really to bad have, about it too. Yeah, yeah. I used to have gap t- teeth, so like I used to always stick my tongue in between my front teeth, and that of course just made my teeth even worse. And then luckily I got braces, and so now my teeth are together. But I've I'm still to this day getting used to keeping my tongue like rested instead of like well. It's, like, so yeah, I've, I'm always doing stuff with it, too. I think it's a fidgeting thing. Yeah, and so, like, I've had a slight lisp, I guess, all my life. But as, a, <laughs> as a kid, I used to always just deny it. And then, like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, it, it really does exist. Like, th- that that's my voice. <laughs> but, and you can start to do this with other vowels. Let's move over to, we've done, like, he, hello, hello. We hello. could do, uh, um, yeah, henlo. Hello. Hello. You can do, um, we can try keeping the tongue relaxed on other vowels. Uh, let's do, uh, I or E sound. What, what's a good, uh, word? I. That's, um, Nicarus. Okay. Me, um, how about, uh, Instagram. Instagram. In. In, insta insta well yeah find find words and do vowels all right right we'll do that and we can do we can do e mm-hmm. e e mean and evil evan um right. keep your tongue down right focus evan, on that for right. this exercise next exercise you're going to do is stretch the top of your throat this will fix that nasally sound and allow your, oh. your whole body to resonate this one's fun I this think that's the thing I've been working on, probably. Like, um, my my parents call it, um, like, I mean, it's usually like in reference to singing. They call it singing from your chest rather than your um, throat. I guess I think that's sort of along the same lines of like just bringing the the depth out from here rather than just, yeah yeah. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off the exercise with just a yawn. All right, so the mouth ah open. yawning. Yeah, okay. <sighs> <sighs> this one's this one's nice. Yeah, I like it. That, uh, this, this is why whenever I yawn, you hear me like singing melodies with it because that's I feel like that's the best way to get like. Yeah, we're gonna go. Deep, that's actually yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, and then do the yawn and try to close your mouth so you're just letting the back of your your throat okay. open up. So st- like you're trying to stifle the yawn. Mm. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I can really feel that one. Yeah, <laughs> we're probably both very tired, so it's like this isn't even forced. <laughs> um, next we got you're gonna go into your yawn position now. This is the next step with this little yawning mm-hmm. throat exercise. Start yawning and say the word "yeah" while you're doing it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And do yeah. the exercise with different consonants and vowels. So we could do, uh, um, hey, Peter, <laughs> you know, hey, Elmo from Sesame Street, <laughs> follow for free iPhone. <laughs> um, apparently, and we're just starting these now too. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to do this every day for several weeks before you start to notice, you know, it getting better, but it will start to get rid of that nasal sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the goal. 
So hopefully we'll start to we'll start to talk deeper. This one's fun because we get to get on all fours. Oh. So um, I don't know if we'll actually do that on the air because you won't be able to to hear us. Yeah. Too bad we don't have I don't have really good microphones. Um. So now we're gonna learn how to change your voice by regulating your pitch. All right. First, try speaking from your chest register, which just means puts your hand on your chest. Oh shoot! Sorry. And feel the sound coming from your chest. And just uh, just say, whoa, whoa. Feel your chest vibrate. Whoa. 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 <laughs> now you're yawning. <laughs> um, so you can do this, do this. It says to record the sound too. Whoa. The next thing you can do is to get on all fours to help you connect to your low chest register. Uh, knees on the ground, hands on the ground. Okay. Um, make your head position down while like you're looking at the floor. So you're looking straight down. Yeah, you know, I'll be the guinea pig for this. And then okay. you can All right, yeah, I can comment. I can describe what's going on. I'll be your uh, this is an audio book. Alright. So Yeah, yeah, I like that. So you're gonna you're gonna like sort of like a push up position, but it's more of a dog position. Um, you know. No no no, you put your knees on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um and then so this will help you connect with your low chest register. So feel yourself rooted to the ground. Uh, and while you're on the fl floor, position yourself on all fours. Uh, yeah, knees and hands. Uh, make sure your head is positioned down so that you just look look straight at the floor. Oh. Like, yeah, like have your head kind of straight out. Yeah. Um, and say the word "whoa" as low as you can without straining your voice. Let me let me see if I can get the microphone over closer to you. Whoa. Whoa. I feel like that makes it sound more brittle. More brittle. You know, it feels like my voice is, um, it feels like there's a bunch of weight compressing my voice. No, yeah, but I think it's, uh, now you can get up. Um, and I think it's supposed to be a little bit harder. I don't know exactly why this, this is supposed to work, but yeah, getting on all fours, I guess. Um, cause I guess it's just different, mm, you know? Yeah. Uh, I also think part of it too, is you, you kind of get your sound to reverb off the floor and you can, you can kind of listen to it a little bit that way. I see. Uh, <laughs> um, so practice mixing the chest sound with your regular voice to bring out a nice, rich speaking voice um, and then record words and sentences. And then we're going to start to mix it up. If, you're, if your voice is too slow, start mixing it up with faster things and slower things. You know, just practice, practice talking. Speak clearly. Do some articulation exercises. Maybe we'll bring that up in a later segment. Right. Um, try jogging also. Just running is just good for you. Next step or next exercise you can do is tapping into the unused portion of your vocal tract. So now what we're going to do is you have to sit up straight for this one. I don't know if I if I can get this on a, on camera. Uh, and then you, you feel your belly and you want to uh -huh. pretend that there's this sound coming out from your belly like a huh. 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 And then do uh and then what we're gonna do is find a find a, a string of text kit uh -huh. to read. Ah, yeah. uh, and we're gonna do the huh thing and then start your sentence on that pitch where that huh is the same way and then read the whole sentence. But start the first the same pitch? The first no, start the first syllable with that and then the rest of it read however you want to. Okay, let's huh. see. I'm gonna look through my notes on my laptop huh. to see if there's something cool I can. Huh. 
I actually, I've got something cool I can read. Actually, I've, I've never shared this before. I wrote a uh, an essay for uh, about my my opinion on music education okay. and and what we need to teach. So I'll, I'll read that, and you can read something else that you want to read. Do you have anything up? Um, nothing long enough. Um, you can just do short short lines or something. Do you have um? Let me see, I don't know where I can find. I'll this. literally, I can literally read my memes. Okay. Each one will count as a line. Okay, hold on. Where's that one I just... Oh, uh, here we go. Here's an assignment I I wrote. It was um, a critical listening assignment for a recording class where I literally just had to listen to three songs and describe ev- everything I think was done production-wise for, for that song to be created. All right, so... <clears throat> oh, okay, so I start on the hut pitch and then modulate my pitches as like I normally would after that uh yeah yeah so yeah so you start off do the huh do like from the huh oh. and then start there and then and then kind of let your voice do whatever it wants to and just do a sentence at a time okay. or maybe a meme at a time and then restart for each okay. each sentence okay. I'm gonna read this critical listening assignment so. Every instrument on the recording has some reverb, but the Hammond organ, panned mostly to the left, has an enormous amount of plate verb that overlaps to the right channel and creates a faint bell-like ring on the delay notes. The clean- Start with the huh. Okay. Do a- the clean electric guitar is yeah. panned to the right and has a flange effect with a bit of spring reverb. The bass, <laughs> the bass guitar is in the center with a low mid-range boost that, when accompanied with the plate reverb, creates a strong wind effect. During the chorus, the where am I? Oh, the bass guitar doubles with. Oh, I, should, I need my glasses for this. No, doubles <laughs> with the low pedals of the organ to create a very powerful bass line. The acoustic guitar panned near the left channel and is panned near the left channel and serves as more of a percussive value, like that of a maraca, than a melodic or harmonic. At the end of the bridge, a single drum and single symbol appear in the far right channel with some reverb paralleled by some type of reverse track likely done in post-production this short transition creates a bit of a departure from a trance effect from what i've read the track was recorded as a demo on a cheap tape in a cheap studio with costello playing all the instruments when he found that his band could not recreate the original feel of the song they decided to use the demo version for the album throwing reverb on the instruments to wash out the imperfections we'll 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 stop there because that's that's a lot um yeah i don't uh, have my glasses i just think this is funny so i'm gonna i'm gonna practice reading each sentence of this so Huh, huh, what is music? Huh, God, huh. In order to understand music education, we need to understand the what. We are about to jump into a deep rabbit hole, one that goes on for miles. Juan, Juan, that goes on. Juan, yeah, and I'm going to discuss whom and why. But what is it? Music is a vast ocean, a sky full of stars. It is your best day ever and your worst night yet. It is your first kiss and your grandparents' last breath. It is the story being told to you and by you, and yet it is everyone else's story being told the exact same way. You see, music education cannot simply be defined on paper. All right, so I got I got more stuff there, but that's a... Uh, there you go. Some exercises you guys can do. Uh, we'll be doing them too. We'll be your guinea pigs in case you don't trust it. Tune in to Question of the Week every single week, though. And you'll be able to 
you'll be able to hear if, if it is making a difference by hearing us talk each week. You know, it, remind, it reminds you of the, the fitness gram as a pacer test. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should, we should read the fitness gram pacer test thing. That should be our practice text. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's time for some music. It is time for some music. So we're going to play some music and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, next we got um, Do You Lie, which is a, a little trip to France um, from Prince's movie Under the Cherry Moon, filmed in France and very French-inspired. And then l- l- both of these songs feature his classic, um, I guess, precursor to text language with using letter U's instead of the word U or numbers instead of two. Or like Next is uh, Love to the Nines um, from the the album known as Love Symbol because it never really had a title. It was just a symbol from the early 90s. And I think it's a great long R&B song that really it's multifaceted. Like it's not just one vibe. It has so many different um, parts to it and, and moods. So Now, Kit, on speech and on talking better, since we're, we're putting yeah. in the time to to work on our voice, we need lines to do with those some of, some of those exercises, right? Yeah. Uh, let's use lines... That are articulation exercises, tongue oh, right. twisters. I, I definitely need that. If you um, will. I, I, as you can hear, I just said the word definitely, and it sounded like two syllables. I think a lot of us are very unarticulate, you know, as yeah. a society. I think that there's a lot of things we don't do. We don't, we don't really, ah, well, let's bring, let's bring this up later, actually. I don't want to go on a tangent right now. All uh, right. But let's say we got dictation exercises for B words. Okay. Our favorite words. Uh, so these are going to be like Baptin Brunch. And ah, I, yeah, yeah. Jesus Bryce. I'm with the movement, B. You know. <laughs> uh, so we got, we got. Here's the first one. Let me try to say this very slowly as I struggle with these two. First one's simpler. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter. So Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. Do you want me to? Here, wait. Let me send it to you. All right, yeah, you can come over around. Yeah, come around. Uh, do you want to take that chair? Or, all right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so. We're all improvising. So Betty, yeah, Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter. So Betty bought a bit of better butter to make a, the bitter butter better. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I, I got this. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the but, but she found the butter bitter. So Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. Yeah, yeah. Try to say it. Try to say it in one big flow. Let's skip. Okay. Yeah. Um, try to say it in one big flow. Yeah. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter. So Betty bought a bit of but better butter to make the bit- bitter butter better. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, Betty bought a bit time. of butter, but she found the butter bitter. So oh God. So Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. Man. So that's a, that's a good one. We got another oh, one for here. B words. Yeah. Bill. This is about Bill. And this Peter. is very very Peter. This is very tough. Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a board bill. The board bill, board bill. So Bill sold his billboard and paid its his board bill. Then the board bill, no longer board bill. But though he had no board bill, neither did he have his billboard. So oh, I. My glasses. Oh, you can't read. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it is. It's it's always going from the end of one line to the top of the next is what I always have trouble with. Like I'll just completely lose my spot. Um, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, all right. Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a board bill. The board bill, board bill. So Bill sold his billboard and paid his board bill. Then the board bill, no longer board bill. But though he had no board bill, neither... Okay, let me start this over. 
Um, <laughs> Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a board bill. The board bill, board bill. So Bill sold his billboard and paid his board bill. Then the board bill, no longer board bill. But though he had no board bill, neither did he have his billboard. There we go. We got some D words coming up. These are these are other exercises you can do. So, huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, huh. All right. So this one is, did Doug dig David's garden or did David dig Doug's garden? Do drop in the do drop in. Oh, those are two different ones. Ah. Uh. Did Doug dig David's garden or did David dig Doug's garden? Yeah, this one this one I like because it's very confusing in your, your mouth. Oh, God. I and mean, it's hard to keep your tongue relaxed the whole yeah. time. Do drop in at the do drop in. That one's a little bit easier, though. That sounds like something out of The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did Doug dig David's garden or did David dig Doug's garden? Oh, God. There you go. You can try that one. We got we got a lot of words here. All right, let's do let's do F. All right. All right. Um, four furious friends fought for the phone. All right. Four furious friends fought for the phone. Then we have five flippant Frenchmen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> five flippant Frenchmen fly from France for fashions. Five flippant Frenchmen fly from France for fashions. Yeah. Hum, hum, hum. We got H words to try. Again, all these you want to start learning how to say faster and faster, keeping that tongue relaxed. Um, where were we on? That was F, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. All right, H. How was Harry Hassan so hurriedly from the hunt? Okay. How was Harry Hassan so hurriedly... Wait, hold it. How was, ha- how was Harry Hassan so hurriedly from the hunt? In heart... Oh, wait. In oh, my dad heart- says that one a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In Hertford, Hereford, and Hampshire hurricanes hardly ever happen. You know, the whole time I thought it was Hartford. Okay. <laughs> in Hertford, e. yeah. yeah. In Hertford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly happen. We got J words. These are some. We're gonna go through all of these. We're not gonna worry about saying them too fast because uh, we're not good at this. Let's but, do the New York one. Just um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll for get sentimental reasons. We got um, we got J words. James just jostled Jean gently, and Jack the jailbird jacked a jeep. We got K words, kiss her quick, kiss her quicker, kiss her quickest. And I guess you're supposed to keep saying that faster and faster. My cutlery cuts keenly and cleanly. My cutlery cuts keenly and cleanly. That one's tough. Literally, literally. Oh, this one, that one. Oh. Literally, literary. Literally, literary. Literally, literary. Larry sent the latter a letter, a letter later. Larry sent the latter a letter later. The L ones are really hard. Lucy lingered, looking longingly for her last lapdog. We've got in uh, and you sounds combined together. You know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. All right. This is for you, Kit. The whole city's resting on me for this one. <laughs> you know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Oh, no! Wait, I got it right, but I thought I got it wrong. Okay. You know, you know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Uh, no, Kit, this this one's for you. Try to say it faster. Okay. You know you know <laughs> you know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Uh, no, no, no more breaks in your phrases. Just okay. One really fast stream. You know you know <laughs> you know New York. You need New York. You know you need New York. You know you wait. You know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Hey, <laughs> pro, doing your doing your old home proud. We got P. 
Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers that Peter Piper picked? I beat her. Stand back. <laughs> we got pearls, please. Pretty pe- Penelope. Pretty Penelope. Pretty Penelope. Pearls, please. Pretty Penelope. Pretty Penelope. Pring. Doesn't that sound like something from a horror movie? Like Penelope would be like some like demon possessed child. Like pearls, please. Pretty Penelope. You want to do these um, these S ones? Okay, that's the one I need help with. All right, six thick. Oh. <laughs> do it slow. Six painfully thick. Six thick thistle sticks. Six thick thistle sticks. Theophilius Thistler, the thistle. Oh, this is, we're gonna have to put a DSer on our um, podcast. <laughs> Theophilius Thistler, the thistle sifter, in, in sifting a sieve of unsifted thistles, thrust three thousand thistles through the thick of his thumb. Shrewd yeah, wait, that's that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good one for for you guys to do. Say that say that one again slow. All right. Theophilius Thistler, the thistle sifter, in sifting a sieve of unsifted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb. Yeah, that's what this feels like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do, do the other ones. We got more S1s, and S's are hard for All everybody. Right. Um, Sister Susie sat on the seashore sewing shirts for sailors. Moses supposes his toeses are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. For nobody's toeses are posies of roses, as Moses supposes his toeses to be. We got um, yeah, the plurals there. Let's skip to the the heart. Okay, now we got a large paragraph for you to do after all these warm up exercises. That this paragraph, right. yeah, this is from the Pirates of Penzance, ah, and apparently right. this is supposed to be very difficult. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I know about the Pirates of Penzance. Um, let's see if I remember this paragraph. I am, I am the very pattern of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. Categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations both simple and quadratical. About, bio, bio, about binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news, with many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. I'm very good at integral and differential calculus. I know the scientific names of beings and animal calc... Animal cal, Animalculus. In short, in matters vegetable, animal, and mineral, I'm the very model of a modern major general. Thank God I paid attention in math, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what quadrilateral means. Um, there you guys go. If you ever wanted to be more articulate or a better speaker, I know that I need these. I'm going to start doing these 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day or whatever. 20 minutes that you could be sleeping. Doing all these weird exercises. The most fun part is yawning, Kit. So many times I'm walking down and I'm thinking, ah, by yawning, I'm going to improve my voice. I can already feel doing those exercises. My tongue's really tense right now. Can you feel it? Back of your throat, you think? All right, Kit, yeah, let's, let's tell them about the next, the next couple Prince right. songs. Uh, let's see. We got um, Electric Chair from the um, Batman soundtrack in 1989. This, I personally think, is the best song on that soundtrack. Then we got Starfish and Coffee from his... Uh, what's considered his um, magnum opus album, Sign of the Times. And I, I like this one because it's like a, it shows the very childlike, um, it's like a nursery rhyme almost. It's got some interesting percussion. And um, it's a bit trippy because uh, the kick drum is is backwards in one of the channels for the entire song. So it's like whoop, whoop. And then we got um, Glam Slam, which uh, is a play on a phrase made famous in the Dave Bowie song, Suffragette City. And it's a just a great 
80s rock tune with some weird creative twists on it. All right. Um, as some of you may not know, as a kid, I was a, uh, I guess what you call a beef jerky connoisseur. And um, in my many travels, I've observed many flavors, many manners of making beef jerky, many brands. I was also a root beer connoisseur at the same time. And um, But today we'll talk about beef jerky. And because, uh, that's something that's been... Um, you know, not just beef jerky, any kind of jerky, really. Any kind of just preserved meat that comes in a little plastic package that you could buy at the It's the kind deli. of underappreciated, you know. Yeah, you know, because that's the thing that's always been there for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, cre- I'm a, a an adventurous eater, but also a very picky eater, and it, it, it's there's no real way to measure it. There's like no in between, and uh, yeah, jerky has been one of the things that's always been there for me. Like if I need protein, I'm like, you know what, I'll just get some jerky. Um, Sorry, my leg is bleeding. Um, and so um, uh, going to college here, you know, we're like the the main, you know, back home we have, you know, bodegas, corner store. Over here we have um, sheets, you know, the, the, the gas station. So, um, you know, beef jerky is always, always a huge commodity at gas stations and such. And so I've had, you know, a lot of chances to adventure with, with um, different brands and... Uh, what I found is, um, I mean, what I found in my previous travels is that, is that a lot of brands um, will just use sugar to preserve their meat um, because that's just a, a cheap um, material to get. And some people are okay with that flavor. I can't stand it. I want my beef jerky to be savory. and It's a shame. Um, I think a lot of the more organic brands do that because i think you know that they, they yeah it's already expensive enough to get the high quality meat and like well now we can't get any um non-sweet tasting um what's the word um yeah i i hate the the beef jerky that's super sweet you yeah know? i can't stand that it just tastes like candy yeah it's so awkward <laughs> it tastes awful yeah god um i like peppered jerky that's great a yeah lot. Yeah, and like there, there, and there are a lot of cheap brands out there that that don't use um, sugar. I mean, sugar, they use all kinds of other terrible things. But like Slim Jim is funny. Um, Slim Jim, I guess that's the McDonald's of beef jerky. Where you know there's just some terrible stuff in there, but somehow, somehow it works. Somehow it tastes like it tastes so like suspicious. But you're like, I'll still eat it anyway. And so like it's kind of got that sugar flavor, kind of got like a whole bunch of other flavors. It's just strange. And like you, you, you can never really chew it all the way. You just sort of swallow it after a while. Like I guess it's time to swallow it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jack Links, that that's a brand. Um, it's uh, got a nice savory flavor. And so what I wanted to bring up was my Sasquatch theory. You know, we, I think we've all heard of the Jack Link Sasquatch version. Um, I, I can't remember what the selling point was. I guess it's more zesty or whatever. What I found is it literally just tastes like um, the 75-cent jerky sticks you get at, like, the bodega back in New York. Like, I don't oh, remember yeah. what brand those are by. But it's just, like, it's got that... Like annoy, like extremely smoky, just fake, like cheap flavor. Um, yet somehow, it's more expensive than regular Jack Link's beef jerky <laughs> sticks. And I guess what they're going for is like this aesthetic is like something you, you you'd want to pay extra for. But you know, coming from New York, I know that they it just they, I could get stuff for seventy five cents that tastes like that. So I think this is, it's just funny. I like, I wish I could remember this, but there's a company and they're sold at Giant and stuff. They're they're pretty mm-hmm. pretty well rounded. 
Um, some of their stuff is starting to get sweet now, though, and I don't like it, but they make uh, bacon jerky. Oh, yes, bacon jerky is the a, most yeah. amazing thing. I'm trying to remember what brand I got bacon jerky from. Like on After this, I'm going to go to Sheets and get jerky. Oh, me too, oh, Except for the only thing they really have there are the sweet stuff, though. Oh, that's not true. I, really? I could, I could. They got all the, the great Jack Links and um, oh, okay. Slim Jim. Yeah, yeah, I could help you there. It's yeah, it's it's the sticks. This this the stick jerky they have there is like the non-sweet stuff. But then like the 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 bag jerky. Yeah, I really that, like the bag jerky though for whatever reason. Have you ever had um Lawless? I I that's that's like the brand they have there that I haven't tried yet because it's too expensive. But it's got like um Native American on on the front and their logo and it's. That um, I've had their chicken jerky that they have there. Oh, how is that? Because it's really high, it's really high in protein. That's why I got it. Uh, but it's 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 not that good, <laughs> mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm, weird. Well, yeah, that was that was all I wanted to talk about in that break. Uh, you want to go back to the music and then <laughs> you, talk about real stuff afterwards? Yeah, yeah. So up yeah, next, yeah, we've got good. um. Oh, one word about our previous um block. Uh, it started with the song "Electric Chair." That song has probably got one of the greatest lines i've ever heard in a pop song is um if a man is considered guilty for what goes on in his mind they give me the electric chair for all my future crimes like that's 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 just so, and it's it's such an icon and it's great that it, you know that's associated with batman like i was i would have thought of batman any even if that so, song weren't related to it for some reason you know it's like um makes you think of the joker or whatever something he would say you know um okay up next we got um sexy mf which is probably that's probably the one like mainstream like popular print song i put in here just because it's such a great funk number like it's just it's, like you can't not put that in a playlist it's so smooth um it's got great horn parts and it's just like such a great like song for a tight band to be performing um and then computer blue when another one of his um dystopian 80s sci-fi numbers from um, purple rain um i love that one because the the bridge of that song is probably one of the first ever great drops in like a song like i love the bass part there so much and then it ends with um temptation um so i guess all together these songs um these three are like different ways of looking at love you know the first one is um is very established knows exactly what he wants um computer blue is like you know where is my love life where it's gone i'm confused and then temptation is just I'm wavering completely. And then in the end, God himself has to step in and intervene. So it's, it'll be an interesting little suite put together out of three unrelated songs. <laughs> yeah, this will be, this is the most, this block represents this entire podcast episode. Yeah. Our entire podcast, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. this is anybody who's just tuning into question of the week. Now, this is their first experience. Mm-hmm. My God. Oh God. This is crazy. That, that's how I feel on certain days. Like I'll be having a really off day, and like I'll meet somebody new. I'm like, oh my god, this is their first impression of me. <laughs> All right, kid, kid. I know you're. I know you're. You're running around right now, and you're excited. But I need you to sit down. <laughs> sit down. All right. All right. Sit down and just calm yourself for a little bit, because you, you're gonna need to be seated. You're gonna need to just be in place for this because this is this is shocking news i don't know i don't know how how much you're kind of on the inside scoop of things oh uh, you um, know i it, it really um comes and goes like sometimes i'm totally in with politics and sometimes i'm just, I'm just like where do we live again yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it seems like most people aren't aren't in on this kind of a thing so you, right. you might find this extremely shocking all right um but i i just okay just be ready um but donald trump uh lied no, I know, I I know, no. I know. You see, wow. most most people most people would think he wouldn't do that. 
They're I a know. president of the United States. Why would he? Why would he lie? Right to his people. I can't um, believe because he, he told us. What did he tell us the in his inauguration speech? He's, he said uh, he's going to give us jobs. He's president for the people, right? Yeah. But he's lying to us, right? And no. here's here's what he here's what he said. He said uh, in a speech he gave. He said, and I quote, no administration has ever accomplished more in the first 90 days, referring to his administration. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that's true, right? He's done all these executive orders, right? He's obviously done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. He, he hasn't, right? So the first 100 days of any presidency are kind of an um, artificial milestone, but a milestone that's been used... Um, mm. ever since Franklin D. Roosevelt, because he did the most in a 100-day span, uh, not Trump's administration, believe it or not. Um, and and though he, he does have one more week left, I'll give him credit, but when we go to the numbers here, you're going to see it's very unrealistic that he's going to surpass the the amount of action um, yeah, and good of, action. Think that of Frank, college students. Think how much they <laughs> but but I don't I don't know, though. I mean, I mean think about... I'm able to write an A status paper the night before it's due. So maybe, maybe, maybe he'll yeah. turn this around. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe we should still, still give him the benefit of the doubt. It's like how I have a week to turn around everything that went wrong while I was sick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a week to turn my grades around, you know? While, yeah. You know, um, got 30 minutes to play like 30 songs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Let's let's talk let's talk about let's talk about the numbers for a little bit. So again, the uh, the first 100 days of a presidency yeah. has always been considered sign of this artificial milestone. Um, the president tries to to reach. Now, Donald Trump promised a list of 60 promises that he would fulfill within the first 100 days. Mm-hmm. So far, he hasn't even started to take action on 60% of them. He's broken five of them, and then the rest of them are just started. You know, they've started to take right. place, but but nothing's really happened. So, what we've got is a list of sixty promises that nothing's happening with. Five again, which have been broken. Sixty percent haven't even been started. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's talking about how he's he's done so much more. Right than anybody else. So let's look at let's look at the I numbers for a second. Between the lines. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pay attention to these things, Kit. I just I don't want you to be bamboozled like the rest of us. Bamboozled again. So when Roosevelt was in for the first 100 days, yep. 76 bills were signed into law. Mm-hmm. Trump now, where we've got a week to go, uh-huh. he's got 28. Oh, 76 versus 28. Now, Kit, Kit, I know you're not a math major here, but break break this down for some of us. What's a larger number? 76 or 28? You know, that one's a bit hard. Um, I wish I were more awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just take a shot in the dark. Which one do you think? I may not be a math major, but I do love math. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, 76? Yes, 76 is more than 28. Yeah, so uh, Roosevelt... Did a lot more than than Donald Trump did. Again, shocking. I know. Um, what is that? That's uh, forty eight more. Yeah, forty eight more. Math. Look at, <laughs> you're not tired. Uh, <laughs> Court. 
Um, so this is higher than any first-term president uh, during the first 100 days since 1949, but it's less than all first terms from 1901 to 1949, um, excluding just the year of 1909. Um, and this is this is from a political science professor uh, who who mentioned that. Um, so, thirteen of the the bills of the Trump bills disapprove of major regulations put in place by Obama, right? Which signifies a reversal of action, not new action. So, again, that doesn't really apply to getting things done. That applies to taking steps backwards. So even if we're just going off sheer, um, based on the pills that he, bills that he has passed, they've all been regression of progress, um, or thirteen of them have been have been regression uh, or reversal of action. Um, now, none, not a single, not a single one, none of Trump's bills can be considered major legislation according to the political science standards where at least nine of Roosevelt's bills met that standard. So now we're looking at numbers of zero versus nine. Now, Kit, what's bigger, zero or nine? Okay, I'm going to have to take another wild guess. Um, I'm really not sure. Nine? Yeah, yeah. Nine is more than zero. So again, still not more. Still not getting anything done. So, um... He lied to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. If you're at home, never would have expected it. You're hearing Such an this, honest man. Yes, I know. He he never lies about anything. Even his hair is real. You would you would just you would be shocked. But I I tell you, this is a lie. I, I brought out brought out some of the numbers. You can go you can go look it up yourself too. But um. Let's go down to the very end. Again, he's only got a week to go. Maybe we can give him the benefit of a doubt, but but realistically, nothing's going going to happen. I don't think he's going to do anything important. Uh, the only thing he's done are executive orders that, again, have been more or less regression of progress. And the only thing he's done that really had any sort of impact was banning the uh, immigration from Muslim-majority countries, a blatantly Muslim... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prejudice. Right. You know. Um, but, but yes. Yeah, so, again, it's, it's silly for him to think that he's topped Roosevelt's achievement or even Lyndon B. Johnson or even Ronald Reagan or even Obama's achievement. OBZ. Their legislative achievement in their early first terms. OBZ, yes, our favorite, <laughs> favorite gangster from Chicago. OBZ with the shooters. We... <laughs> Is he actually from Chicago? That's where he is yeah, now, he's right? From Chicago, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Cool. Nailed it. Um now I know take a step back. Now you're thinking that's just the president. Nobody else in politics would lie, right? No. Sit down. Take take another hit. Have you heard of the EPA? Yes. The administrator of the EPA, Scott Pruitt, lied. <gasps> no. He said that China and India have no obligations until 2030 under the Paris Accord. Now, this this would theoretically be true if he was referring to the 1997 
Kyoto Protocol, which did not require developing countries such as China and India mm-hmm. to face legally binding requirements to reduce g- greenhouse gas emissions. And this is what he's talking about is reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But that was rejected by President George Bush. So even if he was talking about that, it wouldn't be relevant. But he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about the Paris Accords. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. This is just kind of more misleading than a blatant lie. I think it just shows how little our our government knows more than more than anything. Oh, you know, because okay. I don't think they even realize they're lying, which I think is scarier than actually purposely. Like I'd rather have a president. Honestly, yeah. You know, I'd rather have them purposely lie because then at least they know what's going on. It's the on. cluelessness. That it's like we 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 <laughs> we, ha- we our lives are in the hands of clueless people. Yeah. But uh, just just so that you're not clueless, here's the Paris Agreement. Um, this was in 2015, officially effective in 2016, so very, very recent. It took a different approach, but it's still kind of the same thing as the Kyoto Protocol. Um, it has 200 signatures agreeing to lower greenhouse gas emissions um, based on plans that have been submitted. The goal is to keep the average global temperature below 2 degrees Celsius, or 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that that's a lot in the grand scheme of things. Right now, uh, we've risen about one degree Celsius over the last half century, which is is concerning because half a century is fifty years, right? So, um, again, that that's that's pretty concerning. So we're trying to keep it from going up another degree Celsius. Um, is the is the idea uh, until twenty one hundred? And we have to put a lot of work in to make sure that we do stuff um, along these lines. So it's a good, it's a good thing, okay? Um, the plans are not legally binding, though, but there, there's a distinction to be made between developing and developed countries. Uh, developed countries are expected to reduce actual emissions, while developing countries are expected to lower emissions based on units tied to measurements such as gross domestic product or economic output because of course developing country but let me let me just read a specific text from from the the actual accords developed country parties should continue taking the lead by undertaking economy-wide absolute emission reduction targets developing country parties should continue enhancing their mitigation efforts and are encouraged to move over time towards economy-wide emission reduction or limitation targets in the light of different national circumstances. So the, di- the distinction between them both is based on a per capita basis. Um, so developed countries often produce more greenhouse ga- gases than developing countries, and Pruitt claimed that China and India are polluting more than the United States, which is just a misleading statement. It's not necessarily a lie, but it's, it's a misleading statement. China, not India, but not India, but but China does actually produce more carbon dioxide than the United States does. It had, but it also has 1.4 billion people. Now, kid, I'm gonna need you to do some math for me again. Okay. America has 325 million with an M, mm-hmm. and China has 1.4 billion with a B people. So 1.4 billion. Or 325 million, what's bigger? I mean, like, B comes before M in the alphabet, so um, I think billion is the smaller 
<laughs> no. Billion is bigger. <laughs> China has is, a lot more people. This is, this is big league stuff here. <laughs> this is yeah. This is advanced stuff. Um, so on a per capita basis, mm-hmm. right? Not based on on actual um, gross greenhouse gas emissions. The United States produced more than double the carbon dioxide emissions of China and eight times more than India. So based on the amount of people that we have, yes, on a, on a gross level, on a national level, numbers-wise, strict naked numbers-wise, China produces more greenhouse gases and, and carbon dioxide emissions. China. But based on the amount of people that they have compared to the amount of people that we have, if you look at if you look at the the net emissions, we produce double. That is terrifying because they have way more. They have got more than ten times the. They've got no. Well, that's I don't think that's accurate, right? Well, it would be they would they have like. It's not ten times, but it's definitely more than two times the amount of people that we have. Yeah. And we're producing twice as much as they are, uh, a net wise, basic on a per capita basis. Um, and in fact, the United States is by far the largest emitter of carbon dioxide among the 10 most populous countries. So the, this, this guy, the, the, um, Scott Pruitt, the administrator of the EPA is trying to tell us that the Paris Accord is bad because China and India have no obligations, which isn't true. He's also trying to imply that they need to take a bigger load than we do, which isn't true. Oh, we ne- <laughs> which, which, which isn't true right. as well. So, first of all, he needs to figure out what the Paris Accords are. Because I, I don't think he knows. Again, we're run, by, we're run by clueless people. I don't think he meant to lie. He just did. You know, um, and I think that Again, the misleading fact about China producing more greenhouse gas emissions than us is is sort of true, um, but not on a net basis. We produce twice as much as as China does on a net basis, which is ex- terrifying, and nobody really mentions that. Um, it's it's completely false to claim though that China and India have no obligations until twenty thirty. They have less of an obligation than we do as a country because they they are still developing countries, believe it or not. They don't have things as good as we have it here, and we're producing a lot more crap that we're throwing into the sky than they are. I see. So. Well, why are you talking? I'm just going to um, edit something in the Spotify playlist since I'm running out of time. Oh, you, you can, can keep going. Oh, well, I don't. I actually, actually, kid, if you want to keep going, we can. I don't have rehearsal. Oh, okay. If you have to go somewhere, though. No, I don't have to go anywhere. Okay, yeah, cool. We're going to run late. All right. Um. I'll try to, yeah, yeah, I'll wrap this up, though. But that's, yeah, believe it or not, guys, um, you know, the new the new people, this, first of all, it's scary because the guy who's in the EPA doesn't even, doesn't even know what he's talking about. Jesus. Um, so, I just. See, and, you know, my conclusion to this is, I, as, as has always been, I'm all about loving America. But I'm not about blindly saying that we are the greatest country. And, you know, like, if I, my philosophy is if we love America, we should make sure America is in good hands. You know, we can't just blindly stand there and be like, yeah, we, we're great the way we are. Because clearly we've, we've got some 
very clueless people on our administration and such. So I think the the real way to show that you love America is to try and change it to be the best it can be. Yeah, and I think that's you know. Let's say uh, let's agree on the word improve because I think people get scared when you say change America. Yeah, it's like we're, but, we're tr- um, it change for good. Is, has nothing wrong with it, you know? Education. <laughs> Let's just educate people. Did you yeah. also hear about the the whole, like, Trump wants to cut funding for after-school programs? Gee, I know. It's just and, about the dumbest thing. And the whole defunding the arts and PBS. It's like, man, P- I grew up on PBS. I can't imagine where I'd be <laughs> if I hadn't learned from PBS, you know? It's... Uh. All right, Kit, let's talk about some more songs before okay, we get yeah. too deep. We're going to have a long block here. We're, um... It's gonna, we're going to have Private Joy, Slow Love, Tic-Tac-Toe, Strange Relationship, and Let It Go. The first one, um, I think, is probably one of the greatest pop songs ever written Don't in the 80s. And, and, <laughs> and I think it's, it's an absolute crime that it wasn't a hit single, because I think it would have given Michael Jackson a real run for his money. Um, but after that, we just got a string of um, R&B gems. Um, Tic-Tac-Toe, as a matter of fact, is from one of his most recent albums, Plectrum Electrum, from 2014. Um, and uh, it just goes to show, you know, um, he, he, he still had it, you know. And uh, it's, that's the, the one song on this playlist to feature his, um, his last remaining band, um, Third Eye Girl, which is all-female group. Um, uh, let's see, it was uh, two guitarists, one, or no, he had a... Yeah, one guitarist, one bassist, and one drummer, and then he was also a guitarist in there, and the lead singer. Um, they they were a great lineup. I saw some live footage of them. They were, and um, it's a shame they didn't get to last longer. Um, and yeah, and uh, yeah, just some great R and B tracks in there, and then of course just headed off by Private Joy, which is such a great '80s dance tune, super catchy. So yeah, Kit, when you watch shows or listen to to podcasts like question of the week do do things where you you see other people doing things do you ever try to think about what's going on on the other side like yeah because i don't think people realize what goes on on the other side you know as a kid i used to hear like radio shows i used to always wonder what the djs look like i remember the first time i saw an ad um like a billboard ad for like the station I used to, it was Q1043, it was the classic rock station um, of New York. And like, I just, I, I saw a picture of one of the DJs and I was like, oh, he's old. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, you, you, you some, like there's some DJs, you just like, you can never tell what they really look like. Yeah, they never look like what they, what they sound like. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys think about what goes on over here, but this next question constitutes with something that we did because we're in here if you hear kit munching on fries i know you can hear it um you'll understand that during that last song break we put an extra little song in there we made it a little bit long so that we'd have time to walk over to sheets which is right across the station and get some food because it gets it gets hungry and lonely over here we're trapped in this dark room with one tiny window up in the top corner all the walls are blue yeah just things get things get kind of blue things (laughs) things get Things get get hungry over here, and uh, you can hear Kit smacking away on those fries. We just uh, went fries over. Are my favorite food, in case anyone wanted to know. Yes, what we're going to talk about is our favorite food. Our question is, what's your favorite, or what are your favorite places and favorite food items around here? We're talking about yeah. Winchester, Virginia, because that's 
where we are right now. That's where we broadcast live from and record all of our shows. Yeah. So, um, Kit, what are some of your favorite? Pl- Obviously, sheets. Let's talk about sheets first. You know, it's funny. Already- I wouldn't put sheets as my my favorite. I think sheets um, gets priority because it's there. Like it's like right near campus, and they have really good fries. Um, and they got a you know pretty great selection of stuff. Um, it's just easy, especially yeah, if you don't have a car. Yeah, it's not the place I I think of if I wanted to really spend money, but it's just it's a place that's there. You know, anyone who's on the highway would you know would love to find a sheets. You know. Um, my um, place. Um, I live in uh, Romine Hall. Don't ask; it's a long story. Um, that's about a mile out from campus, and there's a <clears throat> over there. Is it's things are a little different because it's like literally right near the edge of town. So like, if you keep driving, it's just like highway and grass. So it's got like four or five gas stations. Gas stations just lined. Up. It always cracks me up seeing um, places where it's like. Every gas station, it's like they're all competing with each other, like <laughs> like right next to each other. So there's um the one they have that it's now it's this one's interesting because like um the the pits the pit stops they have linked to those gas stations are all like famous places you wouldn't normally associate with gas except for the Seven Eleven that you'd associate. But they got this place called Throx, which has really the largest selection of soda I've ever seen. Like they've got. They got butter beers, you know, like from Harry Potter. They've got all the root beer connoisseur brands I used to love as a kid. And they also, they have Shandy there. I don't know if you guys know. Shandy is um basically de-alcoholized beer. It's, like, it's legal beer. Um, and it's, I guess it's sort of like malt drinks. Like It's um, like the opposite of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the inverse. And it's got lemon flavor, too. Um. Yeah, shandy is something I like to drink sometimes. Um, and um, what do you call it? Um, it's just got it's like anything you can think of. They just have. Um, I never, I never stopped to think. If, I wonder if they have like Coca Cola. I just never, <laughs> I never needed it going there. But that's a that's a place I I like that place just for the drinks. Really, you know, in terms of the snack selection, it's you know same old, same old. Um, what Let's talk about um, restaurants. Or no. Let's start off with, let's go gen- basic to least basic, right? So ah, okay. we talked about kind of gas station places. Let's yeah. talk about fast food places right. that are around here um, that people may or may not know about. They definitely know about. Now, uh, there what's, are- what's, your fa- what's your favorite? I want to know what yours is. Favorite fast food restaurant? I'm a huge fan of Popeye's. Um, there isn't one around here, though. I know there's there's one in Winchester, but it's not around here. It's like you have to drive. Okay, well let's let's talk about a little bit closer to okay to campus. Um, fast food. Um, I mean, Waffle House is fast. Everyone knows that Jay's is Bojangles. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I love Bojangles. Bojangles, I'd say, like give, really gives Popeyes and run for their money, but their biscuits just don't make the mark. Their gravy makes the mark. Their, their side orders make the mark. Their chicken makes the mark. Every, everything is great. But the biscuits, it tastes like saltine crackers. I, f- I feel like you just started a war. Oh, my God. What if I did? <laughs> this, this is World War Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually about to make a meme of that where, like, it has to, you know what? I'm going to say it, kid. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to say that. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my favorite, my favorite fast food restaurant Um not just around here, but literally anywhere 
is Chick-fil-A still. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Chick-fil-A. How can you forget about Chick-fil-A? I just, I eat there way too much, to be honest with you. I, I love the stuff they have there. It's, it's, um, I don't know why I usually forget about it. Um, it's usually because when I want it, it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that always sucks. Yeah. Um, all right, some local joints around here. I haven't been to a lot, um, but I think I, I know you. my favorite just because personal taste. Um, yeah, so I mean, I already said Waffle House. Um, if you go to downtown Winchester, like Old Town, um, you know, I always found it fun. Like, I, I couldn't really figure out why it was called downtown because, like, geographically, I'm pretty sure it's the, whatever. There, there, there's a there's an area of Brooklyn called downtown Brooklyn, but it's literally like the one of the northmost points of it. Well, downtown is just what the word for the city, I think. I guess that's fair. Let's find out. Yeah, I'll look it up because I know uptown is also. The- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what, what are some of your favorite places around here? Okay, so um, there's a Jamaica. I forget. I keep forgetting what it's called. I think it's called like Tropical Island Cafe, or whatever. It's a Jamaican restaurant in Old Winchester. They got great food and great prices. Definitely would recommend. I go there whenever I can. Um, uh, I looked up downtown. It's just of and or characteristic of the central area or main business and commercial area of a town or city. Okay, that's fair. So it's just the main the main central area. Fine. <laughs> Let's look up what uptown is. Yeah. Keep talking about what your favorite. Yeah, and then there's a place I filmed with, with my family once. Um, it was nighttime, so I couldn't really keep track of where exactly it was, but I know it was, um, I guess if you're all going on the way to Old Winchester and you take a left or a right, I think it was it's somewhere in that middle area, like to the side. It's uh, called Sweet Nola's and it's a um, New Orleans restaurant. I swear to God, like the, it's, it's one of those places. It's like, it's got, it's got so many like knickknacks and souvenirs around that. You, you, you know, uh, like that place has seen some famous people and such and such, <laughs> you know, like, um, it's so amazing. You know, if you, like, it's like being in New Orleans. I've never been there, but my mom has been there. And I think my dad's been there, too. Um, that's absolutely, a, like, a real deal restaurant I recommend. And, and the prices aren't, like, astronomical or anything. It's really quite, um, like, if you're, like, in the, if you feel like spending a little more than you usually would, but, like, not blowing your whole bank account, you know, that's a great endeavor right there. Um, what are some places you know? I know, um, let me go off some of, by far, my favorite places. There's one really nice place if you want to just kind of have a, a down-to-earth um, kind of experience with with some nice food. They had a beautiful chai latte. Um, and I'm not talking about, everybody knows about Hideaway Cafe. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about, um, crap, what's the other one again? The other cafe place. I only know Hideaway. There's Hideaway um, and then there's, I don't remember, um, some other place that Chavez always goes to, but it's, we've got, we got those two, but there's this other place called the Espresso Bar and Cafe, and it's on the walking mall. Um, there, I, I got a sandwich there and a little chai tea latte. It is so, I love it, you know, and it, it's such a nice little vibe and they, they're, they're, there, it's one of those hippie places, so you can get things, you know, gluten free and all of that. But the nice. reason I love it is I was able to get a chai latte, um, chai tea latte thing that had no uh, lactose in it because I'm lactose intolerant. Right, right, so yeah. that was fantastic too. They made it with almond milk and it was amazing. Um, so I like to go to that place a lot. Two of my other favorite places, real quick. 
Um, I wish I could remember the name. It's at the very end of the walking mall. It's the Italian restaurant. Roma's? Yeah, Roma's. Yeah, Roma's. Oh, well, Mott sticks to die for <laughs> over there. Well, we're at that um, El Centro. It's, in a, it's a Mexican restaurant right near there um, on the walking mall. Um, I went there with my dad when I first visited the school, and it was, it was great. Great. I can't remember what the prices were like. They, 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 it wasn't like, it definitely wasn't cheap, but um, I don't think it was ridiculous either. Um, oh, and then there's Taste of India, which is also like right next to Roll Mine Hall, um, near you know, all the gas stations and stuff. Um, that's a great place. I, I go there quite a bit. Um, they have a buffet, um, a lunch buffet each day. Where you just pay $9 and you could eat this huge selection of food and all you can eat. Um, also, one of my favorites, um, Union Jacks. Everybody already knows about. It. I've been there. Before. I've never actually been inside there. I think it's actually. It's the food is actually very good. It's pretty oh. expensive though. It's the only problem. What is it like? British food? Uh, it's yeah, like the British American stuff. You know, just typical right. grill type things. Oh, okay. You know, but uh, they're very good. They have like shepherd's pie and stuff too, and I love shepherd's pie. Oh, they also have another one of my favorite places to go to is Thai Winchester. I don't uh, get yes. to go there enough. I love fried yep. rice. And I love Thai fried rice specifically. I think that Thai people, whatever they do when they mix it, like it's just, it's by far my favorite. It probably goes Thai fried rice. Um, Japanese fried rice is my second favorite, then Chinese, then Vietnamese, and then Korean for whatever I'm pretty reason. partial to Chinese, but I, I was about to say um, Eastern, uh, probably my favorite Chinese restaurant around here and uh, very forward, but you can get a dinner combo of like, you can get like Sichuan pork with um, fried rice. And a spring roll or an egg, I forget which, um, for like seven something dollars. Great, nice. Yeah. There's also Five Guys. Oh yeah, Five Guys. Here. How close is it again? It's over. It's by where the Chick Fil A is and the Walmart and everything. You're There's right. That whole little that section. That's Apple kind Blossom. of it's, yeah. Yeah, it's all up on the hill past the Walmart, so you can't ever see any of it. Yeah. Um, Walmart has some um, great McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, uh, oh yeah, let me tell you uptown. The definition of an uptown is characteristic of the residential area. So the uptown is the residential area. The downtown is the city hub area. There you go. More you know. I'm like, yeah. Let's talk about the next couple songs. Okay, yes. What do we got? Oh, we got... Um, Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, yeah. An interest, in, introspective, um, hyp, hypnotic, haunting waltz about just introspective... Uh, it, <laughs> introspective <laughs> thoughts about love and, and being conflicted and wondering what to do with oneself. Um, it's, it's from the uh, title film Under the Cherry Moon, uh, one that took place in France. Um, that, that one's probably known as like his worst movie plot-wise, but God, the aesthetics are great. I, like, I recommend watching just for the aesthetics and for the comedy, you know, not for the romance, but for the comedy, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> Condition of the Heart... Um, a beautiful, um, he, he does a great job on, on piano here. Um, and it's a very, I guess, painful observational song about love, much like Under the Cherry Moon. This one has more of a depressing sense of loss and confusion. Um, and yeah, I think we'll just do those two and then a quick break and then some more. All right, Kit. Let's pretend for an instance that mm-hmm. you won some sort of a contest. Uh-huh. Some guy comes up to you and he says, listen, I'm going to give you a million dollars. Yeah. Only rules are you have to spend it all by the end of the day. And then I'm going to take what's left over at the end of the day. In one day. In Jeez. one day. 
right? And he's like, I'm going to take what's left over. Only rules are you're not allowed to invest it in anything. You can't invest it. You can't put it into a savings account. You have to spend it on actual stuff. What are you going to do? We're going to slowly add this up as we look up prices for things that he's talking about. And if he need, if he wants to look up stuff on his computer, he can. Yeah, um, we're going to start, start plugging with, in um, prices. Leather pants. I'm going to start. With, <laughs> I'm going to start with fashion. Um. These are all women's. <laughs> Here we go. Jessica London leather pants. This is women's, but it looks like my type of cut. Um. And the reason I say one day is so that you can't say I'm going to take it and, you know, travel the world or whatever. Like, you have to spend it on items in one day. You can't just spend it on plane tickets and things. No wanderlust here. All right. Um. Feel free to try to calculate this, too, at home. Yeah. Let me search like men's. Are you, are you on, like, JCPenney's website or something? You might want to go to, Google like... Google Shop right now. Google Shop. Ah, right, here we go. Um, Jesus, why is this so cheap? Why haven't I bought these already? <laughs> How much is it? Um, twenty three. Why though? Oh, here we go. Hugo. Oh no, those are jeans. Hold up. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. These are twenty three dollars. Um, you know, let's round it to twenty five for you know tax and such. Um, I didn't realize how cheap leather pants could be for men. At $25, what's next? Um, so imagine getting five pairs of those. So we put that okay. together and, um... So I'll multiply that by five. That'd be like a hundred and... You're at $125. All right. God, that's so little in this <laughs> That's so, Yeah, it's so little in this scenario. I don't think... Yeah, it depends on what you're spending it on. Yeah. Now I'm out here looking at other pants. Okay, back to the, uh, get my head back in the game. Um, suits. Um, well, you're buying all clothes. Yeah. Um, cause that that's the most definite like item wise thing I could think of. You know, it's like. Otherwise, I, otherwise, I, I was gonna say like studio time at some like really famous studio, or whatever. But like, if I only have one day, what's the point? <laughs> um, no, you know what? No, I'd buy myself one day of studio time at like, uh, like, Village Recorder or like Sunset, Sunset, one of the big LA studios. You know, we'll we'll count, we'll count a day of studio time as like, it's not this day, but it's um. Let's just look at the average price. All right, Google.com. To rent out a, a, a high, how much does it cost? And we'll say that you're paying for it this day, but scheduling it for a later date. Ah, uh, okay. Cool. We'll do that. How much does it cost? I'm trying to think. Um, colored. It's probably a lot. Yeah. Usually, like. How much does it good? Probably a hundred an hour. Two hundred. It can be anywhere from three thirty to two hundred plus per hour. So let's assume. Let's assume two hundred per hour. Cool. We'll go with the oh. highest, highest number. Um, times twenty four hours. All right. 
so what is that? So let's do plus, and then I'll put it in parentheses, 200 times 24. Okay, now I'm looking at tuxedo jackets. Um, now you're at $4,925. Got okay. a lot of room, buddy. All right. Um, assuming a tuxedo jacket averages around like $100, I'll get 10 of those. $1,000. Um, I love colored tuxedo jackets. Um, I wore one to prom, although like... It's one of the interior of it was like this really nice turquoise, but the exterior mostly just looked like navy. So like it didn't really look like a color. I was just, I insisted, no, it's turquoise. And everyone's like, it just looks navy from far You could do, because you're doing what, suit jackets? Yeah. Oh, just the jacket? Yeah. Because I was saying like a full suit could cost you, a full nice suit could be like at least $400. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. About the full thing. But we'll just say you're at 5925 Oh, and then by... One of them pimp Cadillacs with the, uh, uh, oh, a car. Yeah, like one of the old school um, Cadillacs with the big fronts. Um, I can't. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What's what Doc? What, what's this one called again? This one looks like Doc Hudson from Cars. Whatever. Oh, I know what car I would buy. What? I'll reveal it later when it's my turn. Can I tell you now? True, good point. See, granted, you know, if I if I didn't have to fit this all into one day of spending, I would um, be investing in very wholesome things like helping other people. <laughs> but that's what I. No, no, but this is, yeah, but the point of this game is to see what you would actually spend it on. I'm yeah. surprised you're not spending it on a more like, you know, building your own studio, like a full Mac PC and like better ear plugs. Okay, not you know what? Yeah, we're gonna, I'm about to go on Sweetwater after look at this Cadillac. Um, After I find this Cadillac. 19. Ah, here we go. The pink Cadillac, 1959. Yeah, look at it. Look at this. This is the type of car I want. That is sexy. Right? Um, how much is that? Okay, since I, since this doesn't show me the um, price, I'll, I'll just go with a Rolls Royce. Let's see how much that usually costs. Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce Ghost. How much is that? Did you try just going to the Kelly Blue Book? Oh, what's that? That just gives you the um, estimated cost of a car if you put the uh, information in. Okay, let's see. Rolls Royce. Um, it's like around like two hundred ninety-five thousand eight hundred fifty. Okay, plus two. Say that number again. Two hundred ninety-five thousand eight hundred fifty. Ninety-five thousand eight hundred fifty. All right, now you're at three hundred thousand, three hundred and one thousand seven hundred seventy-five. You've got about seven hundred thousand more dollars. Oh, that's to spend. good. That's good. Okay, now for Sweetwater. God, all the preamps I could. <sighs> Millions of preamps. If you had the money to do it, would you go 
I guess we'll find out now. Do you think you would go to in the box? Or do you think you would still work with plugins? Uh, you know, I mean, the physical is always, you know, better quality. Um, I'm lazy, though, so I'd probably still work with plugins. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are certain things I'd go physically to, like, like uh, focus right preamps for, like, vocals and such. But um, let's see. What, what's, what do I? Oh, here you we probably go. buy Logic, right? Can I go ahead and just add Logic Pro? Oh, it's I've like got logic dollars. Oh, you already have logic. Okay, so you wouldn't need to buy it. Yeah, but um, there are, there are many drum kits I'd love to buy. Um, screw it. I buy, I buy a Lindrum. Hold up. Oh, okay. Here we go. I can think of synths and drum machines I buy. Um, Lin LM one price. Okay, Lindrum is like. God, it's so rare nowadays. It literally costs. Um... Wait, where was the price I just saw? Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. One thousand eight hundred eight. One thousand eight hundred ninety-five. No, one. Yeah, one thousand eight hundred ninety-five. Oh, that's actually not that. But you know what it is? It's because they listed the freaking cents place, even though there's zero. So like, I used to always see that from far away and be like, damn, that's a lot of that's a lot of um commas. But that was a decimal. <laughs> so, okay, so it's only 1,000 something. Okay, that, that's actually not terrible at all for... Um, what's this one that's $10? I bet that's the box. <laughs> that's $10 for the box. Oh, no, it's a sample pack. Well, see, I have samples for Lindrip, so, like, I don't really need one right now, but if I had the money, I'd totally buy one because then I could make loops instead of having to paste the stuff by hand. Okay, so we got Lindrip in there. Now, um, Oberheim... DMX, I guess, is the big one. Um, right? Oberheim OB8, maybe. The final... Oh, no, that's the final model. Um, what's, the one that, what's the one that Prince used? <laughs> I want that one. I want to do the stuff that that's, that one did. Um, let's see. Uh... I love when you like look up a synth on Wikipedia and they have like a list of like artists that have used it and, and which song. They <laughs> but used not it. yeah, but not the actual. <laughs> it's just uh, oh, see the Oberheim DMX is a drum machine. I see. Um, Oberheim Matrix Six. Maybe that's the keyboard one. I was yeah. There we go. That's oh, that's really quite cheap as far as vintage synths go. Six hundred and seventy-five dollars. You're also discovering that a lot of this stuff is cheaper than you think it is. Yeah, that's good. You know, obviously, I don't have the money for those things right now, but now that I know that if I I did have this much money that we're theoretically working with, I'd be able to buy a lot of things. Um, now for the ARP Odyssey. Um, I feel like ARP Odyssey isn't the one I wanted. Two six hundred. Yeah, that must have been it. Let's go for our live listeners. And I'm going to start playing the next two songs, right? Or is it a group of three? Uh, let's see. What, what did I have on Spotify here? Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Um, play the next two. Okay. So up next we got um, DMSR and Something in the Water Does Not Compute. Both of them are from the 
album 1999 and how I, you know how i was talking earlier about like songs where like i can't tell if this is utopian or dystopian that's like the whole that whole album summed up you know it starts out sounding apocalyptic and the songs are filled with like these i guess like fantasy new world order rules you're like is this good or bad it's fun but is, is this utopian or dystopian D- dmsr is probably one of like one of the pinnacles of that theme and then something in the water is like a one of the jarring like end of trance moments on the album where it's it just it gets emotional and raw and like scary and it's exactly the type of song i'd picture frank ocean doing like if they ever did a prince tribute album i'd picture frank ocean singing that song um so yeah here's our next set all right so kit you have a million dollars right now we're at six hundred ninety one thousand eight hundred and twenty five you want to explain where we got the extra amount from when we went to the break all right, so okay, so everyone remembers what I bought before, right? Well, yeah, it just it was yeah. All right, um, where did I start after? I think did I go straight to a car? No, we we did the car beforehand. Oh, I remember okay. that? I think it was the microphones. Oh yes, I went to synths, didn't I? I bought yes, yeah, an Oberheim, a Moog, um, and a uh, yeah, and then I went to Mike's. Um, I bought. Five Neumann U67s. Um, it's, you know, I'm probably considered like the the gold standard of, of studio vocal mics. Um, then five Neumann TLM103s, which is sort of like the U67, um, but cheaper. Doesn't quite sound the same, but it's still in that category of really bright sounding microphones. Um, I bought three packs of um, KSM184s. Um, Two RE twenties. Um, what else did I? Um, I bought like, bought like three sub bass mics. I forget the brand. I'm not yet very well read in brands of sub bass mics. I just know they're very necessary. Um, <laughs> and um, I bought a drum kit. Um, a Mapex drum kit, which was like six hundred dollars. Is um I would have chosen a more expensive one, but I was running out of time to look for it. <laughs> uh then I said I'd set aside like a hundred thousand dollars for like a date with a girl and buy whatever she wanted. I'd also send out like two hundred just for food for myself. Um Yeah. I mean, I think that was it. Cool. We're gonna go to another song break yeah. and I'll do mine. Yeah, up next we got um let's see. Ah, okay, okay. We got um, two here. We all, we got Party Up, um, what a classic anti-war song from the early 80s. It's um, got a great groove to it and a great chant at the end. And then Three Chains of Gold, which is, I guess, Prince channeling Queen. It's like it's m- very much like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and it's got a great flute part. Nick, you said well, your favorite instrument was flute. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd look out for yeah. that. And yeah, so those, those two coming up next. So let me sum up what I've, what I've purchased so far. I got a Tesla, um, fully specced out with everything. And then um, I've got Spitfire's, every, like everything that, that Spitfire and Audio Sampling Company makes, um, all of their, their sampling. I bought Cubase Pro, Nuendo Pro, and Digital Performer Pro. I got um, a pair of monitors. I got the $50,000 $50, Sennheiser earphones. 
headphones, those ones that are way what too expensive. To get those. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's add the just the, the standard Audio Technica, the, the $230, those those standard ones, because I actually uh, always yeah. want to own those too. How much are those? Uh, like $230, All right. I think. Um, I guess technically I should look it up, right? Yeah. Um, I also bought two Barry saxophones, two flutes, two alto flutes, and two bass flutes. Um, because I, <laughs> oh, uh, I would have bought a Fender Stratocaster if I had more time. Oh man, so I've got I've got a little bit of time left over, so we'll get the the Audio Technicas. Um, let's uh let's get this ergonomic desk. So there's this company that makes these awesome ergonomic desks that um have an adjustable adjustable height. Um, and let's do, God, how much is this going to cost? Uh, $1,300 kit for the desk. Yeah. Um, and let's buy one of their chairs to sit, stand seating. Ooh. Let's do. Actually, I won't worry about the chairs because it's not going to be a ton. All right, now for the the fun part. Let me work this out. Uh, I would buy a ticket for a carnival cruise. Um, I said no tickets, but screw that because we need a lot more money than I thought I would. Um, let's see. This one takes you from Miami to Los Rios. Let's go. Let's go for the the most expensive trip. Oh, that one leaves from New York. Look at that. Um, that leaves from Barcelona. I would have to buy a plane ticket to Barcelona, and I'm not gonna worry about trying to figure that out. Um, Barcelona. This one leaves from New York. I could do that one. Amber Cove, San Juan, Grand Turk. Um, trying to find. The, okay, so the let's go with the one that leaves. From New York. Okay. There's so it's gonna be eight day cruise from New York to Grand Turk to San Juan to Amber Cove. Um no no, let's do let's do the Barcelona one. Thirteen day cruise. Okay, so add thirteen hundred dollars per person. So let's do two because I'll take a friend with me. All right. So that's so thirteen hundred dollars um, times two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, twenty six hundred. Um. And then let me just go work this out for fun because I have I have more space left. See how much it would cost to fly to to Barcelona. Southwest. Did my phone really just croak out on me? Like it's like it won't even. It won't even. No, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want Southwest. I would want like Delta first class. Uh-huh. <laughs> United. <laughs> Or United first class is really nice seats, and I probably wouldn't get beaten up if I did. Let's do United. Let's see how much that would cost United flights. If we were leaving from Dulles Airport, United Airlines to Barcelona. You know, I really love Virgin Airlines. I, they had some great, they had like remotes for their TVs and such, and they had like great snacks. And- Round trip from Dulles, Washington Dulles, to Barcelona. Bar C. Barcelona. Yeah. And then um, my dates are flexible. 
It would have to be way more than that. Let's put it at 20 days round trip. One adult, not economy class, business or first class. There we go. Nonstop, please. Search. All right, you got one more minute to finish <laughs> your budgeting. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got a good. Um, it's just loading. Come on. All right, Kit, five thousand four hundred and twenty-three dollars per person. So that twice, so ten thousand eight hundred and forty-six. Okay. And that's the cheapest option. So. All right, right now you're up to <laughs> two hundred and forty-six thousand six hundred and eighty-seven. Well, that's everything I would buy. So we're honestly, <laughs> I, th I think he's better off in life than I am. Because look at look how much he can do with so little money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so little money we say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so much. All right, let's do. The last set of songs. Yeah. And then, then we'll close this out. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit different than how we've been doing things. But yeah, this next one I had to put in the place because it's this one's called Sometimes It Snows in April. Um, this was the final track to the album Parade, which was the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon. And this song was written about the death of the of the character that Prince played in the movie. And um, it became hauntingly accurate when he passed away in April. Not to mention how it, it does snow in April nowadays because of global warming and such. <laughs> so this is one of the most accurate songs we could have put on here. And it's one of the most emotionally raw, acoustic, like just hauntingly hauntingly naked songs he's ever recorded. And then after that we've got International Lover, the final track from 1999. And I think it sums up, I think, what, what Prince was known to be best at in, in, in songwriting. Um theatrics and, and sex <laughs> all right everybody this has been question of the week thank you so much for for tuning in and for listening i really really hope that you enjoyed it kit and i think that we are going to this was this was a very different episode of question of yeah. the week we um kit and i think that we're going to turn that ending game into a, a common game where yeah. whenever we have a guest on we'll for the morning coffee guests. segment <laughs> yeah for the the morning coffee segment um and maybe maybe we'll try and figure out to kit if we can hook up another microphone in here so that you can come to the saturday shows too if you want to oh that would be cool yeah, i i have a microphone i could play yeah so um yeah, and we'll call it a small loan of a million dollars. Yeah. And we'll give them a song one song break to try to spend a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, and the rules will of course be you're not allowed to donate the money, not allowed to invest the money, put it into savings or anything. Um, and you're not allowed to to um invest in anything that happens later or like gift cards and things. So you can buy we've decided you can buy flights and such, but you just can't but they have to be like for today. Yeah, they have to know? be paid for on site. Basically. Yeah, and so you have to do a round trip flight. You're not allowed yeah. to do, and you have to do like a round trip flight hotel bundle type thing if you're going to do that. Um, you can't just say, "Oh, I'll take another two hundred thousand dollars with me for the trip." You have to spend your own money for the trip. Um, yeah. So this has been question of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow, as far as I know, I think we're going to have another guest. So hopefully, we'll have that. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed the music of 
Prince. I hope that you enjoyed our antics and our random conversations. We talked about the news and and other things. So hopefully we can start to integrate more of this stuff into our question of the week shows kit. So yeah. you know, we'll we'll try and and see how we can combine the regular show with some of the stuff we did on this time. Uh so have a great one. I will see all of you next week.